Next to him are the words that he spoke when he took the child in his arms. Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the nations and for glory to your people, Israel. Well, there you go. He got everything he ever wanted. I don't know what you want for Christmas this year. What I always say these days when people ask me is a surprise is what I'd like. And if you said that this time last year, well, you, you got what you wanted this year. This was a year of real surprises, wasn't it? Uh, 2016, the year that Leicester City won the Premiership. Um, the year of Brexit, the year of Donald Trump. I, I'm led to believe that if this time last year you had bet one pound on those three things happening, you would have turned your one pound into about three million pounds today. So uh, what a shame we can't tell the future, isn't it? What a shame we can't tell what's, what's going to happen. These surprises do come. But life is like that. Life is unpredictable. Uh, and we hope for so much from life. You might, you know, you might have dreams of, of wealth or maybe fame or maybe travel or excitement of other kinds or maybe just love family, maybe just health, happiness in, in all its forms. We all have these hopes and these dreams that we want. And Simeon. Simeon seems somewhat strangely slightly different. He only ever wanted one thing, really. And he was absolutely sure that he was going to receive that one thing. His hopes and his dreams, they were all bound up in this one wish, this one promise, this one desire, and he was so certain of it that he lived his whole life waiting for it. And, in the end, he got it. And he died a happy man. Well, how and why? And is there something in that story that can mean something to us for our lives? Can we be like him? You know, people say that seeing is believing, but for Simeon, believing came first, and believing led to seeing. To explain it, I want to just look at one very famous bit from the Bible that's often read at this time of year. And uh, here it comes. There it is. Uh, there will be for those who were. Now, there are some bits missing at the moment. There are some pieces missing, a little bit like my eyebrows. There are some bits missing. Um, but we'll try and fill those bits in in a moment. Sometimes, you know, when we think about God's word, when we think about life, it can seem as though there's a bit missing. John, you'll know about this, you know, because you like to give your mother 2,000-piece jigsaws for Christmas uh, and you like to hide a few of the pieces down the back of the sofa just, just for a laugh. As well. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I forgot. She's listening. Um, but when there's a few pieces missing, you can't make sense of the picture, can you? Well, let's have a look. First of all, this famous passage is from the book of Isaiah, the prophecy of Isaiah, and it was written 700 years before Jesus was born. And it said, in the future, these things will happen. And Simeon would have known, he would have known these words ever so, ever so well, and he would have known that they were speaking about Jesus who was coming. 
God wrote down so much of what would happen, where it would happen, how it would happen, of Jesus' birth and his life and his death. It was written long before, some of it 2,000 or more years before Jesus was born. And that told Simeon something, and, and that should tell us something, that there is something here. Now, we know that we can't predict the future. We know that life is unpredictable, but God does tell us certain things. And this should be a sign to us that there is truth here, that there is real meaning here in the Bible, in God's word, in the story of Jesus. God doesn't tell us who's going to win the premiership, but the things that really matter, he has spoken these things hundreds and thousands of years in advance. So Simeon was waiting at, for this future and he knew that something and someone was coming. So, some more missing words. I've just put in those words there. It says, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. And then there's a couple more words later down. It says that, God, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. You have shattered the yoke that burdens them. Because life can be very hard. Life can be really difficult. We're a group of people here together this morning at Christmas time and we're meant to be rejoicing and on the outside everything is lovely. But for some of us, we will be in, in pain. There will be gloom. For some of us, it will be raining in your heart, as Buddy Holly said. Um, there is sadness about life. There is a sorrow about life. Some of us will be here this morning concerned about the new year. Some of us will be in pain even as we sit here and be suffering. Some of us will be worried about finances. Some of us will be worried about the well-being of our families and our relatives and our relationships with them. And into all that, God speaks. And God says, no, Christmas is not a time to just forget your cares for a moment and eat, drink and be merry. But he's talking about there being no more gloom for people who are in distress. He's talking about increasing joy and shattering their burdens. And that was the kind of joy that Simeon felt when he held Jesus in his arms that day. It was a joy of a peace that passes understanding. It was a joy of something bigger and better and more important than all the sorrows of this world. It was a gift that could never be taken away from him. And he felt a peace, the, the, the peace that was maybe missing. He spoke of, let your servant now depart in peace, he said. He was not afraid to die. And he had realised what life was all about. And the other sorrows of life took on a different perspective, a, a different meaning for him. Well, the message of Jesus Christ is a message of hope given to us in a hard, hard life. God has promised to give us life to the full in Jesus Christ. And so, some more words. There we go. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. We, we think a lot of light at Christmas, don't we? We think of the, 
the star that guided the wise men to Bethlehem and its light. And if you look above you, we have the giant Ferrero Rocher there um, reminding us of that star and the stars around it. We think of the light of the angels. We put lights on the trees. We see these pictures of the, the manger scene in Bethlehem and, and light glowing from the infant Jesus. Light. It's a contrast there to all the darkness. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. The light has dawned. And, and we, we speak of light dawning. We, we mean understanding, don't we? It means seeing something new, understanding something differently to the way we understood it before. That this child, Jesus Christ who was born, was going to light up this world and allow us to see things the way we had never seen them before. To see them the way they really are. To see them from God's perspective. To open our understanding and to help us to comprehend God. This is what Simeon said. He held the child in his arms and he said, My eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for the nations. That, those were Simeon's very words, and they're extremely similar to the words that we're reading here. Simeon held the child who the Bible calls the light of the world. The one who was and who still is salvation to the soul. And yet, why? Well, because that child was destined to die. It was a life which would end. A child who was destined to die in darkness and to bear the punishment for all of our sins. So that if we trust in him, we would never have to face the punishment for our sins ourselves, but instead we could be forgiven. Isaiah wrote in another place, this child, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And the punishment that brings us peace was upon him. And God has laid on him the sins of us all. And that's why. That's why he's light, because he suffered the darkness of sin for us. And so he rose again to everlasting life and has promised that we will also rise with him if we believe in him and trust in him. And so the final words. He will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. Peace in this world seems very hard to find. But peace with God can be found. We know that there is war in this world. There is sadness in this world. But this is a message of peace with God. Let your servant depart in peace, said Simeon. He had a peace that made him unafraid to die. The peace that the angels sang when they sang peace on earth goodwill towards man, Simeon looked into the face of Jesus Christ and he found the peace that he was longing for. And you and I can find the same. That is the message of Christmas. And it says, of the increase of his government and peace. Government means being in control and ruling. And Jesus Christ would want to be in control of your life. 
And as his control increases, as his government increases, his peace increases. So he calls us to give our lives to him and to live for him and to know that peace growing in our hearts day by day. Now, you might want or think you want many, many things this Christmas. Simeon wanted the right thing, one thing above all other. He had just one desire, to see and to know God's Son, and he got that desire. In a world of darkness, Simeon found light. In a world of worry and war, he found peace. In a world of sorrow, he found joy. In an unpredictable and unstable world, he found a certain hope. And he found himself content, content to die, because he knew that the gift he'd received was a gift for all eternity, which could never be taken away, which would never spoil and would never fade. And so I pray that you receive your heart's desire this Christmas, but I pray that your heart's desire is to see Jesus Christ. Here is what Simeon did. He held that child. And here are the words of that child when he grew up. He said to those around him, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they themselves are born again. Now, I think as Simeon held that child in his arms, the real child was Simeon, because his life was starting all over again. He felt youthful, I'm sure, inside. He felt wonderful inside. And there are many people in this room who have known that feeling for themselves. They have started life all over again with God, with Jesus Christ. They have received a new life through him and live with him. And we are his children. And as Simeon held that child in his arms... I think really, if we really understand what was happening, that child was holding Simeon in his arms. There's a a verse in the Bible where God says that for those who trust me, underneath are the everlasting arms. And Jesus himself said this, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. And if we trust him, we are held in his hand. We are held in his everlasting arms. And so this Christmas, I would implore you to allow God to give you new birth, new hope, and to hold you in his arms. May you know that this Christmas. Thank you for listening for a little while. John. Uh, Before we sing our last song, it came upon a midnight clear, and then we'll uh, have a little pray. I was uh, listening to Steve there for, for once and, uh, um, and just scanning through some beautiful verses and I may just add a couple of those to the prayer of some of the things that were said uh, when the Saviour came. Um, after the uh, prayer I'm pretty sure there'll be some amazing refreshments just out through there which you really don't want to miss. I'm just guessing that there are amazing refreshments through there. So if there aren't, I'm sorry. But I think there are through there. And I think you're even preparing them as we... There are. Fantastic. So all of your wildest dreams, food-wise, will be satisfied through there, according to Becky. So uh, we're going to stand and sing. It came upon a midnight clear. Let's do that right now. <laughs> 